Hey friends, how's it going? Glenn and Ben here from Good Movie Monday. Thanks for clicking play. We're doing a series of videos in the lead up to Monster Fest and we are chatting with some creatives behind the films on the official Monster Fest lineup. Best thing about this series of videos is I get to sit back and let Ben do most of the heavy lifting. <laughs> ben, whose brain are we picking today? Hey Glenn, today we're talking to Pierce Berylzheimer. I apologise if I got that wrong. Did I do okay? Oh, nailed it. That's great. Excellent. <laughs> the the director of Crabs. Uh, welcome to the show, Pierce. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Now, I love Crabs. Crabs is actually one of my uh, favorite films playing at the festival this year. Wow, that's it, high praise because the other movies praise. are looking really good too. <laughs> there, there are some good ones playing, but uh, like Crabs is Crabs is like a unique kind of teen sex comedy meets bio horror kind of meets. Power Rangers kind of <laughs> yeah. movie, which I have I've never seen before, and it's a hell it's a hell of a lot of fun. Where did this whole how did the whole thing come together? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, um, so I, I growing up, I would see horseshoe crabs. Like my family would go down to Georgia um, uh, for vacation, and on the beach, there's horseshoe crabs all over the place. And I always thought, like, oh, you know, I want to be a filmmaker, and I see these horseshoe crabs. I'm like, someone eventually is going to make a movie about killer horseshoe crabs because they look terrifying. And then as I got older, no one had made the movie and then still no one made it. And so uh, when I got to the place where I was like ready to make my first movie, I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's, that's the movie I'm going to make then. <laughs> so you're telling me that those crabs are real. Oh yeah. They're that we actually used real, uh, they molt. So they actually do molt too. They, they like, they're, they're more like spiders. So they actually crawl out of their skin when their skin gets too small for the for the inside of their body. And that's how they get bigger is they just molt. And so we find we found a bunch of the molts down in Georgia and use those as the sculpt for like all the puppets in the movie. I mean, we added like oh ridges goodness. on their back and some extra spines and stuff like that. But but they look pretty much like what we have in the movie. That is the most terrifying thing I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've ever heard. Like, you know, we live in Australia, which is, you know, has the most deadly animals per landmass of any country in the world. <laughs> per centimetre. Per, yeah. per centimetre. Like, everything will kill you here. And yet, we have, n I've never seen, I've never seen anything like that. I thought it was completely like they had completely come out of your imagination. Like, I can't believe well, it. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. They're, Having they're said that, harmless though. They're like they're they are <laughs> slow and they can't bite and like you can pick them up and they their their pincers aren't even that sharp. Like they they are. They, there's some really cool stuff about horseshoe crabs. Like their their blood is used in almost all medication uh, because the, right. apparently there's no hemoglobin in it, so it like tests for impurities in in medication. So so all Tylenol and Advil and vaccines and stuff is tested with horseshoe crab blood. Anyway, they're they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben was really disappointed though when he read the title of your film because that was going to be the title of his biopic. Yeah, <laughs> different kind of crabs, Glenn. <laughs> I mean, there's some scary crabs. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's the the write up the write up that we used for uh, for Monster Fest. We did we did uh, we did make that joke. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> Every promiscuous teen's worst nightmare. You would have known right. coming up with this movie that that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the hope. I mean, the original title was Night of the Limulus, and I kept on showing people the script, and they're like, Limula, what? Like, what, what is that? And uh, and so in the end, we're like, okay, fuck it, we'll call it Crabs. 
but uh, <laughs> it's it's funny because there's actually no crabs in the movie. We we reference that, but there's like they're not actually crabs. So there's yeah. there's no crabs in our crabs movie, <laughs> which again tickles me. I think that's hilarious. So. <laughs> Now, one of the things I did, I did want to talk just briefly about the casting. Yeah. I, I love Jessica Morris. I've loved yep. her for, for ages since, since Role Models. But I, when she came onto the screen, I was like, come on, she's way too old to be playing a high school student. And then when she's, she, it's revealed that she's the mum and teacher. And you're like, wait, mm-hmm. come on. She's way too young to be a mum and a teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's, I mean, quite honestly, she's way too hot to be yeah. anything. But, you know, like, she's, yeah, very... she, she's great. She, she is, she was wonderful to work with and she was on board uh, like immediately. She was the first one. Actually, I had a, I, the, of the way that we cast, I basically came up with a list and then of like people I would want for the role. And then the casting director showed me who they got. And she was the only one that was in my mind before the casting agent even brought her in. And I was like, that's serendip that's incredible like I, I wrote her name down and then the casting director without even knowing it brought her in and so we casted her right away she was great yeah she's she's she, and she's really good too like she's and she you get her to do some pretty gross stuff which i i do love and there's yeah. a lot of there's a, i mean there's a lot of kind of uh gross out humor which i uh i really appreciate uh <laughs> a lot of a lot of pp jokes and poo poo jokes which uh you know that's uh, yeah <laughs> right up my alley uh, so look, it is yeah. Look, it is definitely a fantastic film, and I do urge uh, everyone out there if you don't already have a ticket, uh, jump on the Monsterfest website and grab one now because you will not be disappointed. Now, before they're selling fast too, which is awesome. Yep, I think I think um, we've just released because we've been under restrictions. There've been um, uh, capacity capacity issues. restrictions. Hmm. So so sessions that had previously sold out or were very close to, to selling out there have been more tickets released because now we're at 100 percent capacity which is fantastic oh for that's the awesome and fantastic for crabs so um definitely because i think it was i think it was almost i think it was almost sold out like we were about to kind of edit it on the website but uh that has now changed and so tickets are back available back and being available so definitely uh definitely grab it now before you came on the show we did ask you to pick out five films that um, were either helped inspire you to become a filmmaker, inspired this project, inspired Crabs, or that you just really uh, loved. Yeah. So why don't we kick things off with uh, your first one? Sure. Uh, the first one is The Battery. Have you guys seen that? Yes, that we played that at MonsterFest a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that to me is like the the cleanest purest form of just somebody going out and making what they want to make and saying you know fuck the system fuck anybody who tells me i can't afford it or can't do it like Jer- jeremy gardner to me is one of my idols i mean that guy his writing his acting he's he's awesome and uh yeah the battery um the reason i picked that movie was that uh, i was producing this other movie and the producer uh another one of the producers and i sat down and we watched that and that was the moment where like, we're like, okay, we just got to go make this other movie we want to go make. And uh, that led to crabs getting made. So if, if I didn't connect with this guy, Noah Lang over the battery, uh, it might've taken a lot longer to make, uh, to make crabs. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a genius idea. Cause it's a, basically a, a zombie apocalypse movie 
told from the back of a like a station wagon (laughs) yeah like it is pure genius if you're making it like a low budget horror and like i do have to say like my biggest the thing that i really love about that guy is that he has possibly the most fantastic scruffy beard yes he does i've ever seen (laughs) he totally (laughs) does i'm totally like i can't grow i look like a garden gnome he looks like (laughs) uh like a hipster god it's very upsetting he's got another movie called um uh tex montana will survive that he he put up on youtube for free anybody can go watch it uh anyway that movie's great too he's the only actor in the whole movie and it's like him filming himself it's hilarious i don't want to give too much away but tex montana will survive i want to i'll plug that it's great add that to my list have that yeah check it out because we did play his other one um which has got it underwent a name change so now i can't remember what it's called uh where he's like it's, it's all set in the one house and there's a uh, oh, uh, after midnight. Yep. Or, but then it's, I can't remember if that's the original title or the new title. Oh, I'm not sure. Something, something happened to it, but that was that we played that at monster fest as well. And I think that was actually one of Jarrett. Who's one of the contributors to our show. It was his, it was his favorite film of the festival that year. Oh, cool. Uh, so that guy's, I mean, I always, I do sometimes get him mixed up with the guy from blue ruin. And oh, yep. green room, but uh, like he's like a he, he's like more like the nerd version, yeah. And uh, and you know, I think it was more like the Paul Bunyan version, who uh, you know, chops down trees and kills zombies and fights <laughs> f- fights creatures. Um, okay, number number two, uh, number two is eight legged freaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now yeah. we're talking. That's that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and and crabs of if any movie that's ever the influence crabs it's eight-legged freaks and like we use the eight-legged freaks soundtrack um as both like the template for <laughs> our composer to write all of our music it was like let's just let's do that let's let's try to do as much of eight-legged freaks as we can and for i mean we shot this movie in 2015 and been tweaking the edit for years while the vfx work was getting done and while we were raising money for post-production and the whole time uh the Eight Legged Freak soundtrack was was our soundtrack throughout the movie. <laughs> uh, what a movie! You know what I loved about Eight Legged Freaks? What struck me at the time when I saw it at the cinemas was how it's the first time I've I've seen a spider movie like a giant spider movie where the spiders actually look kind of real. Like they yeah. were, like they were sort of you know in proportion. Yeah, they didn't look like movie spiders. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they didn't have like long, sticky, sort of spiky legs. They they were actually like what we would call a huntsman spider here in Australia. You know, which are terrifying things, but horrible, they are harmless. Horrible. But yeah, that's what they used in arachnophobia. But um, yeah. So the fact that it just looks so realistic as far as the scale of the spider goes, like you know, the way they move too, like with their crawling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. well done. Yeah, totally. And it I love like stars uh, what Kari Wura and uh, <laughs> David Arquette and David Arquette. Like you can't go wrong with David Arquette and Scarlett yeah. Johansson's in it too. And Scar- that's like, right. Yeah. 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 Right. On her way. Yeah, she was just on her way then. She what? She was just on her way to being <laughs> yeah. uh, Disney Hang on. princess. She, she, had, she had already done Home Alone three. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is she in Home Alone three? She's the daughter. Yeah. Oh, wild. Jeez. Oh, I didn't know I mean, that. I was going to say Ghost World, but I guess that was Home Alone three trumps that. <laughs> Jesus, Home Alone three is really good. I actually like the third one. I do too. Thank you very much. I thought it was a really good movie. I just remember seeing it in theaters too. I thought it was great. Did it get a theatrical release here? It yeah, must have. Yeah, it did. Because yeah. it was the it was a John Hughes film. He was trying to turn it into a, an anthology 
um, franchise as opposed to the same character. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah. he's, yeah, because I suppose by that stage, Colin McCulkin would have been 20. <laughs> See what he's doing? He's, he's looking over the computer. Oh, like so he's, breaking the, yeah. he's breaking the, <laughs> breaking the, the illusion. <laughs> Gonna look here. Ooh. I'm just not up to know. <laughs> I can't. Do, I can't. I'm not. I'm not close enough to, to actually be able to fake it. The illusion's been shattered. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> if you notice, my wall was behind you. I would know. I was going to take credit for Hellraiser three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we up to? Okay, we're number three. All right, uh, number three is Children of Men. Oh, which, goodness. Yeah, yeah. That to me, like horror aside, that movie, like the way I, the way I kind of think about it is like if if filmmaking is an orchestra right and all the different pieces are like like the cinematography is the strings and the set design is the drums and like that and the directors the composer like that is just like a perfectly executed where everybody's firing on all cylinders and it and it every beat hits perfectly and like i know i know that like the, the thing that everyone brings up is the cinematography cuz it's it is it's incredible but to me the set design and like the world building in that movie is totally yeah. unparalleled. Like I, I, I have, there's not a lot of, like a lot of the times, like after I learn how movies are made, I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, I see how they did that. Or I, I, I can see how it's put together or constructed. And I kind of, I can like take the sausage apart that movie. I have a really hard time understanding how they accomplished what they accomplished, which is yeah. it's really incredible. It's a, it's a movie that um it's not in my top 10 list by any means but every time i watch it i think to myself this should be in my top 10 like it's it's a perfect movie <laughs> i just find i find the concept of it fascinating that it's it is an end of the world movie where the end of the world is basically caused by infertility <laughs> like it, it is like it's an amazingly simple and practical practical, and practical way yeah. to end the world that you yeah. just no one ever thinks is gonna you know could happen like it's like it's not <laughs> that's how we know, populate i guess the world ends with a fizzle rather than with a bang yeah that's, yeah <laughs> humanity that's, that's like the beauty of it you know yeah right. that that and there will be blood i have it like i i Oof. i'm never sure which one is which is my top but i'll but take yeah. children of men <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we're at number four cool yeah number four um let's do ills have you guys seen that no, I haven't caught it. I uh, know of it, but I haven't I haven't seen it. French movie, uh, them is the is the English title. It's no. um, yeah, it, it, to, it, it's it's sort of like the battery in that you know they do a lot with a very little, but to me that's one of the scariest movies ever made, uh, and part of that is because of how simple the the premise is. I mean, the, the basic premise, not to give anything away, is. There are characters in a house and somebody comes to the house and wants to do bad things. And you don't know what they want, why they want to do the things, who they are until like the last 30 seconds of the film. And the last 30 seconds of the film, they give you who the, who the bad guys were and what they wanted. And it just makes everything else that was terrifying 10x more terrifying, knowing the context of what was actually going on. That sounds but great. It is fantastic yeah, and right. it's it's super low budget and it all it does is it like without I mean it's like the premise of Jaws like Jaws to me is almost perfect too but as soon as they show that one shot when the shark comes up and, and Brody's in the foreground and the shark comes up it loses a lot of 
the horror because now you know what the shark actually looks like and ills is like that but it never shows it not ever like even at the end of the movie you don't really get to see it it just tells you what it is and so the whole time you're constructing the scariest possible outcome in your head and that movie is like a master class in in creeping you out without ever giving you information to creep you out and so it's like primal horror i mean that movie is is yeah highly recommend gotta check this out yeah definitely and it's only like 78 minutes it's really short it's perfect yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's ideal. That's only double yeah. my attention span as a as a rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's great. So that that's fantastic. All right, so definitely got to check that one out. Um, okay, so number number five, I this think is the last one. Last one. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, number five is uh, Jurassic Park three. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. The yeah. Apex Predator movie. Yep. So I, Jurassic Park 3D was, I was like 13 when it came out. And uh, I, I mean, I learned to read on like the Jurassic Park novel and the Jurassic Park comic books. And I am a, I mean, there's Jurassic Park references all throughout Crabs. We like make a Jurassic Park joke at the end of the movie. Like there, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite properties of all time. And uh, so I was, I was beyond, I was 13 when it came out. And I was like super, super excited. Watched all the trailers over and over and over and over again. And I knew that there was a premiere in New York. Uh, I was living in upstate New York and um, down in the city, they were having the premiere. And I like was trying to figure out how to go and couldn't figure it out. And so anyway, so I, I was going to school as in middle school. And then like second period, my mom comes into the school and is like, oh, you have a dentist appointment. We got to go to your dentist appointment. I'm like, I don't have a dentist appointment. What are you talking about? And she's like telling the the people at the office, oh, you have a dentist appointment. And so she checks me out of the school and she gets in the car. She's like, I got us tickets to the premiere of Jurassic Park 3. We're going out of the city now so we can watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to to go and meet William H. Macy. And it was like my first big deal, super excited about a movie, going and seeing it for the first time. And there was like this, just this unbelievably cathartic sort of energy about uh the build-up and excitement about that movie specifically and then same thing actually with jurassic world when that came out i i filed a raffle uh and got two tickets to the premiere and so i got to take my mom then to go see the premiere Jurassic world so <laughs> i don't I, remember awesome. yeah i don't remember being so excited about a film than jurassic park 3 when that came out yeah. like the, the publicity was perfect for it like it really got me going and I mean, I do love the film. I'm like, you know, one of these people that will defend it. I think it's it's a very good movie. It's, you know, it fits in. I wish Spielberg had have made it, but you know, all the same. Yeah, me too. It, it still works. And that, I just think they went more practical than before. Mm-hmm. Is probably the downfall. Yep, Tealione. She's a bit of a downfall. <laughs> no, no, I love Tealione. Tealione oh, was the, Tealione was the reason I went to see she's it. Fucking annoying as anything. <laughs> no, I don't oh. know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you, do you know much about like the 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 script and the the issue that they had they, they had an entirely different script until like three weeks or four weeks before production oh, they, no. they and then they just wrote the script based on all the props that they had already built yeah <laughs> and, 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 movie. and a lot of the scenes were like oh let's go through the old script and see what scene there is yeah what we can yeah right i mean i thought it was genius because i love the idea of the apex predator thing that there was mm-hmm. a a bigger dinosaur than the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and that was the whole thing. And they kind of moved on from the raptor thing, which they had um, kind of brought back in. In although it has a great raptor scene with the it, three of them yeah. getting getting Grant into a 
yeah. corner. Yeah, like yeah, it does. It does kind of bring it back, but it's not. I don't think they're the. They're not the, the major dinosaur villain. Oh well, yeah, they made they they made up that spinosaurus. Or yeah, whatever. they got the the thing over it. Yeah, which yeah. which I always I love the idea of. I love that you know it doesn't matter how big, how big you are. There's always something yeah. you know bigger, bigger and badder out there kind of thing. And I, I love that. And I love William H Macy. Yeah, and I love T. Leone. Like it had everything. Like the only thing it was missing was a shirtless Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> and it had a big birdcage. That was and it good. did. That was cool that, too. I really like that part. Yeah, admittedly, like that is one of the things that always bothered me about the other Jurassic Park movies. I'm like, where are those pterodactyls? Like, pterodactyls are awesome. <laughs> where are they? That was supposed to be the, the the birds flying at the end of the the final scene in the first one. Yeah, but they changed it. But you will never hear on any other podcast as much praise for Jurassic Park three as we've just dished out. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> I'm. So I actually don't know you... very many people that like that one. So I'm. I, you I found us, mate. You found your tribe. <laughs> Well, anyway, look, it's been grouse having you um, here. You probably don't even know the word grouse, do you? That's an awesome oh, word. Oh, grouse? Fan- fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, I'm going to steal it. You won't know but, what the hell I'm talking about here, but <laughs> Mate, Crabs is precisely the type of movie that, um, that really gets me excited, and I can't wait to see it. And it is screening, as Ben said, at Monster Fest on Saturday, December the 4th at 7 p.m. I'm going to be there. Can't wait. Uh, tickets are on sale now. People should head to, head to the monsterfest.com.au website. And is it .com.au or .com? and uh, book their seats now <coughs> thanks Pardon so me. thanks so much for um, sticking around and, and having a chat with us really appreciate yeah, it thanks for having me. the film thank you so much yeah thank you guys for for programming the film at monster fest that's like an enormous enormous honor so i'm i'm so glad you like it and uh yeah thank you for having me on this has been great <laughs>